Hi, Marked listeners. We're planning some exciting things for the future of the podcast, so we want to hear from you. Take our fun survey and give us all of your opinions about Marked to enter for a chance to win a Lifeway Women backpack filled with Bible studies and other great resources for diving into God's Word. To take the survey, go to lifewaywomen.com slash podcast or click on the link in our show notes. We can't wait to hear from you. Mark Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman and Kelly King. Each episode, we'll talk about what God is doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you've joined us today. Welcome to the Mark Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman. I'm here with my co-host, Kelly King. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Elizabeth. Okay, Elizabeth, how how does a Canadian, like, what does a Canadian accent sound like? Because um, we have a Canadian with us. I know they say a boot and a boot? sorry. <laughs> so, Wendy. Wendy. Hey, Wendy. Hello. Hello. It is good Yay. to see you, friends. We do say about, 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 now, now I'm second guessing how I say about. that. About. I know you say, you say I sorry. say sorry a lot. I apologize for yeah. like anything and everything. And we say <laughs> a, like we just throw a on the end of a sentence. It's not a real word. Mm-hmm. And I like it. Uh, and we say things like progress and process, which are like a bit more British. Ooh. How do you Ooh. say al- aluminum? Do you say it aluminum, aluminum or aluminium? Aluminum. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I didn't know if that was British over know. there or not. We're, we're a weird there. mix. We're, we're a weird mix, but yes. that's okay. That's okay. Nice to see you. Well, Wendy, <laughs> other than being Canadian, introduce <laughs> yourself to us. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, and then how you are involved. Okay. Well, we covered the Canadian part. There you go. Um, yes. My name is Wendy <laughs> Tomlinson. I live just outside of Toronto, Canada. Uh, my husband, Dan, and I have been married for over 30 years, which just sounds weird. Wow, you can sail out. Uh, we have young adult twins. We have a girl and a boy, and they are a huge part of our world. Um, Our daughter just graduated from uh, a program in England, which is very exciting. And she's actually doing some work over there. Our son is in full-time ministry uh, on a university campus, the University of Toronto. It's an organization, we call it Power to Change. You call it something different. I think Mm -hmm. you call it Crew. Is, is that what used to be oh, yeah. Campus Crusade? Mm-hmm. For, okay, yeah. So that's who he's with yes, first time. Yes. Um, both oh, of our kids just completely up and and changed their lives during COVID. Um, our son got married in our backyard and our daughter was accepted into this program and moved to England. So we did not know what was happening. And it was all within a really, really short period of time. It was crazy, yeah. crazy. But I am, I'm a former school teacher. And then I stayed home for quite a while with kids, got really involved in their school, um, got involved, much more involved in our church, in women's Bible studies, and eventually became part of our women's ministry team at our church. Um, my husband is also involved. He's actually retired now. So he's got more time to do some of the things he really, really enjoys enjoys, um, which are not always exactly the same as what I enjoy. He's Mr. Finance. And so he is, he's our church treasurer. And that would be 
about the last thing I would want to do at church. But yeah, yeah. we like, we love traveling. We love boating. (laughs) I'm a chocoholic. I feel like that's really important to mention. Um, And I'm Mm -hmm. on the the Lifeway Women events team. Um, I'm part of live events. I'm part of some digital events. I am part of some of the training that we do. Um, I do some traveling. We have an amazing group of volunteers called event specialists um, and some people who are on the ground in each city that we go to. And I am involved with them and I love it. Yeah. So how did you get started? Like, I think somebody's like, she's in Canada. He's doing this. Like, how in the world did you get involved with Lifeway? How did this all start? It is a good, it's a pretty good story, actually. Um, We started years and years ago using some Lifeway Women Bible Studies at our church. And one of my friends, I can still picture it. She walked up to me in our church foyer. She had a piece of paper in her hand. She had printed something off the internet. And she's like, look at this. Look at this. It's called a simulcast. We could do this. And my exact words to her were, you are out of your mind. And we, she wouldn't <laughs> let it go. And we started talking about it. And this is back. This is how long ago this was. I was trying to remember. I think it was quite possibly 2004. This was okay. when you needed a satellite dish to pull that off. So the, I was going to say, how the did that two work? of us yeah. go marching into our pastor's office and we're like, so we would really like to put a satellite dish on the roof of the church. And <laughs> in a nutshell, he went, sure. And we walked out wow. of there and we went, I don't think he realizes that we have no clue what we're doing. And I think, I honestly think that satellite dish is still sitting up there, unused. Probably. I think it is, I think it is now a giant bird's nest. So that's how we well, started. That's how we got started. And from there, um, maybe a few years later, there was a live event that came to Toronto and I helped with that. Um, and then from there, I started to get involved with other simulcast sites in Canada, churches that wanted to give this a try. Um, and, and, and then from there became part of the event team. A few times there was an, another event in Canada. And so I went to that and it was just kind of, it, it was, it was, it was all God because it was just kind of one thing after another. I did not plan it. Um, God orchestrated it. It was one step at a time. It was can you do this? And by this time, my kids were older and I felt like I had the time and I felt like I had the capacity to try some new things. And when somebody said, hey, would you like to be part of this? I went, sure. And then if something else came along, I went, sure. And it was literally just one thing after another. Um, I like to say that it is not what I have to do. It's what I get to do. And it's, I feel it's literally just what God put in front of me. And it has been one of the greatest privileges and joys of my life. I have learned and grown so much from being part of this team. And I love it. I think that's such a great story. And Elizabeth, you and I hear this story with other people that we've interviewed of when you put your yes on the table for something the Lord is asking you to do, it might lead to another ask and another yes that leads to another yes that you get 10 years down the road or whatever, and you think, wow, that is 
like the Lord just really orchestrated this path in my life that I never saw coming. Um, but what a blessing and what an incredible opportunity that he puts in front of us. So yeah. I just, yeah, I want to encourage listeners when, when the Lord gives you a door to like, and someone gives you an ask like that, really pray about it, but mm-hmm. consider the yes, because you don't know what that will lead exactly. to next. Even yes. if it feels a little scary, even if I didn't, I didn't know what it was at first. I remember the first time I came down to Nashville absolutely no clue what I was getting myself into. Um, And that can feel a little scary. And sometimes you're right. Sometimes one thing does lead to another. And 10 years down the road, you're like, how did I end up here? And you didn't end up in that place Mm -hmm. all at once. You ended up there very gradually and you ended up there by praying about it and saying yes, or sometimes waiting or sometimes having a door closed because this one was getting ready to open over here. I feel like that happens a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking a lot about just in 2024 Mm -hmm. in general, just the, uh, the next step, just being in the present moment and then only looking to the next thing and not thinking, well, if I say yes to this, then maybe that'll eventually lead me to this place. Or like, what if this happens? Or maybe this will happen. And instead just being faithful, because when I look back on my life and the things that like jobs or, um, friendships even, and things like that, I think about, I just did the next thing. Like I wasn't, and now I can see how that made sense, but I don't know, like at the moment I had no idea why I was going to seminary, for example, like I've told that story on here. Um, but you know, I just took the next step and I think that is a good word for everybody. I love that. To just kind I of love be that. If I had thought there, too hard yeah. about it 10, 12 years ago, I probably would I would have said no, or I would have run the other way. Like it's, it's, I think it's a good thing that God does not reveal everything to us at once. (laughs) Oh yes, for sure. (laughs) We'd be like, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you mentioned Mm -hmm. our events, of course. Tell us a little bit about the, each of the events. So we have Going Beyond Live, Lifeway Women Live, and a new one this year, Feast. So give us just a little brief description of each of those. So excited. Very excited about 2024. What would you like me to start with? Does it matter to you? I can start with going beyond live. Let's just start with that one because it's first on my sheet. (laughs) Priscilla Shire is one of our absolute favorites. We've had such a long partnership with her at Lifeway um, and with her brother, Anthony. And it's just a really, really special event. Those of you who've had the chance to hear her, she's just so engaging. She is so practical. Um, Her illustrations and the way that she just brings God's word to life, but applies it to everyday life in just sort of a really grounded way. Um, She's just, I just find that she's so warm. And what makes it kind of fun is that she does partner with her brother, Anthony Evans, and he leads the worship. And so the two of them together when they're on the platform is just a lot of fun. And you can tell that they just get along really well and that they love to give each other a hard time, which is super fun. Um, (laughs) But I think probably what I would say is the most special part of going beyond live is what Priscilla calls her prayer experience. It is powerful. We have women every single time tell us that it is their favorite part of the entire event. She, she, you get this little prayer card when you first walk in and you're not even sure what it's for at first. And Priscilla just encourages you to get quiet and to spend some time with God right at the beginning of the event. She encourages you to write on that card. Um, usually it's a prayer request. She encourages you to come to the front and drop it off or give it to someone on our team. And then later on the day, 
she comes back to those prayer requests and she never singles anyone out or does anything personal, but she talks about like whole categories of prayer requests. She'll talk Mm -hmm. about marriage or health or things that she knows that a lot of women can relate to. And she asks women who have a testimony in that area of their life. They can say that they know that they've had God answer prayer in that area of the life, their life. And she asks them to stand up. And I remember the first time I saw this, I'm like, going to do this. All kinds of people Mm -hmm. stood up. It was amazing. Amazing. Then she asks for women who have that prayer request, who that's one of their concerns to raise their hand. And then she asks the women who are standing to go and surround the women whose hands are up. It is beautiful. There is usually not a dry eye in the house. And she does that multiple times. And then she encourages women to take those prayer request cards home, not yours, but a different one. And to pray for that person who you have never met probably, and may never this side of heaven and to pray over her request. It is such a neat experience. I, I can't picture going beyond live without that element of it. It's just really, really cool. Yeah, that is definitely a powerful moment. And I remember the first time I saw it too. It was just like, wait, what's going to happen? Are these people going to actually, you know, <laughs> confess that these are things they're praying for? But it's it's so beautiful to see, like you said, the women who are like, I know that God will answer, has answered this prayer. And sometimes it's with a yes, sometimes it's with a no, but I've seen his faithfulness throughout this. And so I'm going to pray the same thing for you because um, I know what you've been through and yeah. I know what you're going through right now. And so that's a really powerful I think it's moment. Part of the, sure. I think it's partly how Priscilla sets it up and explains it. She makes it feel very comfortable and yes. she is very vulnerable about it herself. And I think that allows women to just jump in. And to say, absolutely, yes. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to raise my hand. I want prayer. I want to be part of this. Because um, I thought the same thing, Elizabeth. I'm like, oh, this is going to be really interesting. And it is phenomenal every single time. And you can sense the spirit every single time. I would say that if you have not experienced Priscilla's teaching, you're going to leave fired mm-hmm. up. <laughs> like yes. it is It is definitely some powerful teaching. Um and so I would encourage women to go to that. If they've never been before, just give it a shot and see what it's We're like. visiting four yep. cities in 2024. So come see Love us. See, do you know what they are, Wendy? Can oh, you rattle them off? Oh, I know we're going to be. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Let me see if I can do this. <laughs> Somebody fact check me. We're starting off in Prescott Valley, Arizona in February. Mm-hmm. Our next one after that is Reading, Pennsylvania, which is in April. Yes. Then there's a bit of a break. Our next one is in August, which is in Athens, Georgia. That one is also being simulcast, by the way, which I know we're going to maybe talk about a little bit later, Um, but that makes it a little bit different. And then our last one, hang on just one second, Cincinnati, I believe, October. That sounds right to me. I'm so happy. I think you did. That was a test. I felt like that was a That was like a geography. They're all over the, they're all like, I love how they're spread out. Like I love how they're in different parts of the country. And so if one of those is anywhere near you or close enough to, you know, pull off a road trip, grab your girlfriends and come. It's amazing. Yeah. And I will, I will say, Wendy, just doing the Mm lead events beforehand, and we have a much smaller crowd, you know, there at the pre-conference than we do at the Going Beyond Life, but there's usually 12 or 14 states represented. So there's a people really do make this a a kind of a travel event. So tell us about the next event, Life Way Women Live. I love Life Way Women Live. It is 
such a great opportunity to hear a whole group of some of what I think are the very best Bible study teachers in North America, all in one place, all on one weekend. It is fun. It is engaging. To me, out of the three events, it just feels the closest to like you've been on on like a retreat for the weekend. I don't know why I feel that way, mm-hmm. but it's it's just it that's just the, the feel that I get from it. But at the same time, it's also really deep and there's just some really great Bible based based teaching at the same time. Um, I love the relationships between the different speakers. It is really neat to see. I think sometimes we read people's books or we do their Bible studies and they seem a little bit, you know, larger than life, but then they all get together at Lifeway Women Live and they laugh and they tease each other and they tell us about their everyday lives. Um, There's very often a panel discussion on the Friday night and that usually has the entire audience in stitches. We get to see that they are real people. (laughs) They've got challenges. They've got struggles. They've got favorite snacks. They have weird habits and they have crazy lives just like the rest of us. And so that's a really, really fun part of it. Um, Also, Hope Darst, she became the worship leader for this event last year. She is continuing with us in 2024. I love her. She's just really sincere, really engaging, a fantastic musician, but at the same time, very spirit led. And I just feel like she adds so, so much to the event. Um, It is the longest of the three events, meaning it starts on the Friday night and it goes for most of the day on Saturday. But that's because there is so much going on. There's several teaching sessions. Um, There's very often an interview of some kind. There's very often some fun fun giveaways. Um, We have had Mm -hmm. in the past um, a Friday night after party. There's just like some really neat things that happen and you get the chance to really kind of get to know whoever you came with as well, um, as well as interact and just have some fun at the same time as a really really great learning experience. So that's that's Lifeway Women Live. There are only two opportunities to hit a Lifeway Women Live this year. Um, let me see if I can Scarcity. let me see if I can do this one. Houston, Houston's in April, and yes. Louisville. Is that right? Louisville. Louisville's in September. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like all the all three ways of saying that city that you just Lu- Louisville. Lu- Louisville. 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 <laughs> I know, I know that if you, it depends on where I know if from. you live there, you have a very distinct way of saying it. We kind of have that too. Yeah, we kind of have that too. Most people consider my city to be called Toronto. And if you live here, uh-huh. nobody says that. We all say Toronto. Like we just kind of run it really fast uh-huh. and leave okay. out a bunch of letters and we say Toronto. And I feel like if you live in, now I'm going to butcher it, Louisville. Louisville. Let's go. Let's, it's <laughs> close. It's close. I feel like they have that same thing going on. Yep. Yeah, in um I think in southern United States, a lot of times we lose yeah. consonants, but we like stretch yeah. out vowels. And so yeah. um we have like we have the city of Lebanon nearby. It's not Lebanon, and it gets reduced to Lebanon oh, most of the time. So, yeah. you know. It is what it is. Well, however you want to say yeah. Louisville. <laughs> we have an event yeah. there and it's Lifeway Women Live and it's in September. Yeah. <laughs> And it doesn't matter. You don't have to be from there. You can just come on over. And you don't know how, you don't have to know how to say it. You don't. And I'm not even, I'm going to that one and I'm not even that, well, I'm not that far, but I'm going to that one and, you know, I'm from a different country, so. We might clarify that that's Kentucky because I think there's other Louisville. Oh, yes. So we might. We need to specify. You are correct. Kentucky. The one in Kentucky. The one in Kentucky. Do not go (laughs) to another Louisville looking for Life, Women, and Life. You will not find it. Excellent. Good, good catch, Kelly. 
<laughs> okay, tell us about Feast. All right. Excellent. <laughs> Feast is brand new. Feast is with author and speaker Christy McClelland. And if you have heard her before, or if you have done one of her Bible studies, she is like none other. She is, she calls herself, um, and we call her a biblical <laughs> culturalist, which means that she right. teaches the Bible from a perspective that I personally had never really had a whole lot of experience with before. She brings in um, Middle Eastern history and culture and language and context um, to what what might have been a really familiar Bible passage to you, but all of a sudden you're sitting there and going, I've never seen that before. I've never noticed that before. And it's fascinating, absolutely fascinating. And she she brings in the way that the original audience would have understood it or would have heard that story, which, which I think is incredible. It's just really, really rich. She's really in depth. She's very curious. She's a student at heart. She's smart. Um, and, and she brings all of that um, to this brand new event along with a really good friend of hers. Her name is Laura Cooksey and she is going to be the worship leader and she is absolutely lovely as well. And so we have never done this before. This is brand new. And so we are bringing feast to three cities. This one I was actually prepared for. This one I actually wrote down. Um, <laughs> we're bringing feast to three cities. Um, and I like it because one is north, one is west, and one is south. So again, they're, they're spread out. And hopefully uh, one of them is not too far from you. So in July, we're starting off in Eden Prairie, which is uh, Minneapolis. Um, and then in August, uh, Yorba Linda, California. And then finishing up in October in Birmingham, Alabama, in the South. Nice. So I don't know if you have ever done one of her Bible studies, but if you have, like, or even if you haven't, like, run, don't walk, um, and come and join us at Feast. You will, you will be blessed, and I guarantee that you will learn something. Can you tell us a little bit more about what we might expect at that event? It's Do going... You, I know it's brand yeah. new, so we may not know what to yeah, expect no yet. Idea. Yeah. I know it's a Friday, Saturday. I know okay. that it has some similarities with our other events in that there is worship and teaching. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say that, that I think Christy is doing three sessions, but don't quote me on that. Um, I know it's still mm -hmm. in the planning and development stages. I know yes. that Christy has been super, super involved in talking about what she wants this to look like and how she wants it to feel. And so we're just really, really excited about that. And, and, I was talking, I was actually talking with um, the church that's hosting in Minnesota, um, that, that, that they're going to be the venue. And we said, you are the very, very first, you're going to be the inaugural feast event. And they said, well, we don't even really know what to expect. I'm like, that's okay. I'm not sure any of us do quite yet. We're going to get there by July. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And I think that'll be fun mm -hmm. to be, you could be at that inaugural event and um, figure out what everybody else can expect from it. Um, but yes, we know Christy. We know her teaching. She has taught at some of the Lifeway Women Lives. She taught at Prepare mm -hmm. Him Room, which was a mm -hmm. Christmas event that we had. And so we kind of know a little bit of what to, to expect because we know Christy is a, a biblical culturalist. And so she's going to tell us the background of the Bible. Um, yes. So we know that. We know it'll be good. For sure. Just oh, yeah. Good expectations. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about, I mean, I... I don't have the numbers, um, but I know that when we did the Christmas, the prepare him room with Christy um, in December, it, we had really an incredible response to that. And Laura Cooksey, 
um, did the worship. So if if you if you're you know if you're listening to this and you did that and you think that name sounds familiar, but I don't know who that is. Like she was the one who did worship for yes. preparing her room. It was phenomenal. I mean, like that was so good. And so I think even that gives you a little bit of a taste of what to expect with feast. It'll be different, yeah. but yeah. yet that was obviously very much focused on Luke two in the Christmas story. But it was right. it was I think a little bit of a taste, a little bit of sort of like a prelude to where we're going with feast. And you're right, Kelly. We had uh, we had over 500 host churches for that event, and we were not wow. expecting that. It was amazing, and and all kinds of individuals signed up and joined it as well. It was just it was a really really good night. That's yeah. an excellent transition to talk about our digital oh, events. Yes. Way to go, Thanks. Wendy! It's your first podcast. And I transitioned. Professional wow. transition. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. So tell us, you mentioned something about the Going Beyond mm-hmm. and the Life of Women Live having um, simulcast. So tell us a little bit about how a church can be involved, what they can expect from a simulcast event, all the simulcast I, questions. I know you answer those all I day, do. every I day. So. Those questions. Um, <laughs> you can email me and I'll, I'm happy to answer more of them. Um, but when, when I first got involved... Um, the simulcasts and what we actually kind of call more digital events now, um, that was where my heart was. And it still is to a very large extent because I just love it that a small church or a group of women, uh, maybe in the middle of nowhere, maybe up in Canada where I live, um, can bring incredible <laughs> worship and Bible teaching right to their location without all of the cost and all of the logistics that would make that, let's be honest, that makes it prohibitive for a lot of people. And now you don't have to have a satellite. And now you don't have to go and put that big satellite dish on the roof. You literally can now press a button because it is a high-speed internet broadcast. Um, My my own home church (laughs) is not huge. It's between 400 and 450 women, and we don't have a huge budget, to be honest. Um, But we can watch Priscilla Shire on our screen and we can join into this huge event that is taking place with thousands upon thousands of other women all around the world. And we did the one that we were just talking about. We did the event called Prepare Him Room with Christy um, just this past December at our church. And you can do it right where you are. You could do it, um, you know, with the people that you have. You can do it. Like, I like to tell people who are thinking about this, it's your party. You get to decide what it's going to look like. You can keep it simple. You can make it really fancy. You can have some giveaways. You cannot. It's up to you. And so I love that all different sizes and all different groups can give it a try. And we provide resources that help you. We help you to organize it. We help you to plan for it. We now have, um, you know, for the past several years, there's now the opportunity for the timing to be flexible. So if the actual live date, you used to always have to do it on the live date and now you don't have to. Um, you uh, You can wait a little bit and you can pick a night or you can pick a weekend that works for your church. Um, and that's a beautiful, beautiful part of digital events now. Um, we, we, I know a church, Wendy, Wendy, I know a church that they, and I'm sure there's more than, a, you know, one church that's done this, but they planned their whole retreat around a Life of Women live simulcast. Yep. And so, and they did it after, so they could kind of pick and choose like when they wanted certain teachers yep. to do the yeah. teaching. And so they, they were able to do the timing of it kind of in, you know, however they wanted to set up the retreat. So yeah, all kinds of creative idea. ways you can use that for sure. I know a church who did something very similar, Kelly. They took the Going Beyond simulcast with Priscilla, which when it was live, it was all day Saturday. Well, they broke it up Mm -hmm. and they used session one on the Friday night. 
And then they transitioned to, you know, on Saturday morning, they saved her prayer experience part until a separate time because they kind of wanted to like really get the most out of it. And so the way they did it really looked nothing like the way it looked when it was live <laughs> in the arena. But that's the beauty of it is you can take it and you mm -hmm. can think about what your women are looking for or think about what your um, environment or your situation is. And you can do all kinds of different things with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I used to um, run our Lifeway Women social mm -hmm. accounts, and it was always so fun to me to see women doing the simulcast, women of all ages, um, everywhere in the world. We would have – somebody would send in a photo from – I can't remember which specific country in Africa, but they were watching – in Africa, and then there would be people watching, you know, all over the United States, in Canada, in different places, and it was so fun to see groups of just one or two women, group, like, we would always get pictures of babies, which I love, so they were like, I, I can't go anywhere right now because of this baby, and so we're here yeah. together watching the simulcast, and um, and it was just fun to see churches, and I know there are also churches that may be smaller, but partner with other churches in their area to host together, because maybe one church doesn't have high-speed exactly. Wi-Fi in their church, and so they partner with another church, and they all come together, and they, they've done everything from, like, like you said, they make yeah. it their own, and so some of them will do crafts. Some of them will do giveaways. Some of them, there was one group that had massage tables at the lunch break, which I was like, I want to go to that one. address. Can I join? I, I would like to yes. join that particular location. Yes. That's fantastic. Yes. It was, it was great. And some had their men's mm -hmm. ministry serve lunch yep. for them. Um, yeah. So it was really fun to see the creativity and the hosting of everybody yeah. around the world in all the different ways. And there's some that are much more yeah. simple than that. You don't have no, to do all those don't. things. And the women still loved it and, and got together um, and posted all kinds of pictures from so the day they were having and what they were learning. Mm -hmm. and, and Elizabeth, I think, and Wendy, maybe you can speak to this too. I, I know that we have also done simulcast and provided it um, to women's prisons. We've done that right? a few times. Or, a, you know, a very yeah. specific ministry, a shelter, I think, has been done as well. And mm -hmm. sometimes that can get a little tricky to get, like, all of the permissions and all of the logistics worked out. Um, but there's there's been a few times where we have done that. And some of the letters and some of the feedback afterwards have just been remarkable. We didn't necessarily do that in our particular case at our church, but for the event that we just did in December, Prepare Him Room, um, a friend of mine works at a ministry for at-risk youth. It's called The Refuge. And she brought with her to our church, I think about maybe six of her teen moms group. And she asked them afterwards what they enjoyed. And of course they said, you know, the food and the music and all kinds of, you know, the lovely things that we tried to provide. But one comment jumped out at me. She said, thank you for letting us experience dignity. I just about started to cry. Experience dignity. That likely has nothing to do with anything specific that Christy even said or that any of us even said, but it was just that they were made to feel welcome and that they were shown love. And like you mentioned, like we have our men um, in our church who are volunteers and they're walking around and collecting the food items on trays and they're doing it very politely and, and they're helping the women to feel spoiled. And I think that's maybe what came across to those girls. Um, and it could have been a whole lot of things, but they walked away feeling loved and 
just the way that they notice that and observe that, it just, it blew us away. And you kind of go, okay, that made it all worthwhile right there. Like, that's why we do this. Yeah. I love that story. And I love hearing about similar cases. I think simulcast events are an easy invite for a lot of people um, who may be curious about the church, may be curious about Bible study, um, but may not want to come on a Sunday morning. It's a a little bit of an easier ask, I think. Somehow because because you call it a women's event or a special event, Mm -hmm. or in our case, when we did this in December, a Christmas event, people are a little bit more willing for whatever reason to come on out. We, and, and we have, we have, we have amazing, amazing guy in our church kitchen. And so we have women who are inviting their friends just purely based off of the food. like this. <laughs> And they're like, you, the, the food's going to be amazing. And women will show up. And there's no way that that yes. person would have necessarily come to say like a Sunday morning church service, or at least not at first. Mm-hmm. And so it provides right. our women um, of our church, just an avenue, an outreach opportunity, a way for them to mm-hmm. invite friends who you're right, they might not have necessarily come um, any other way. And to me, that's also just like a whole big part of what, what makes it really, really worthwhile. Okay, Wendy, I, one of the things that I think that you do so well, and, and part of what you've really been a part of with our events mm-hmm. is training others on, you know, how to do this and, and helping them feel mm-hmm. confident about because I do think sometimes it can be a little intimidating to be like, how do I do an event or how, what, why do I want to do it, especially a simulcast. So talk about how we prepare people um, to do events. Not because I'm part of this team, but I think it's so, I just think it's something that Lifeway does a really good job <laughs> of. We have this whole group of amazing volunteers. Some of them are called simulcast specialists and some of them are called event specialists. And I get the chance to actually be involved with both of those groups. And they answer questions and they provide resources and they walk with you through it. Because you're right, if you've never tried this before, it's a bit of a leap of faith. And we do this even with our live events. When we have an event coming to a particular city, we really like to focus on you know the grassroots side of things. And women who live in those local areas becoming part of it. Um, They know their city. They care about their city. And it's just not the same without doing that. They, they pray, they pray about it. They, um, they are, you know, involved in spreading the word and letting churches know about this. And that could be on the simulcast side as well, when you're, when you're going to host something like this. And so we try to do that. We have something called a street team and we try to have one of those in every single city where we are having an event next year. And they've got connections and they've got spheres of influence that we could never have as the Lifeway team. Um, and they, they, pave, they, they really do pave the way. We would never, ever want to show up in a place where prayer has not, you know, been the, the central focus of what's going to happen there. It is, to me, the most important part of the preparations that, that we do, whether it's for a live event or whether for, it's for a digital event. And what's really fun to see, it could be a church that's hosted a simulcast. It could be a street team that has gotten ready for a live team in, or sorry, a live event in their city. But what's really, really fun to watch is that sometimes what happens is those groups continue on after the event is over. And I think Mm -hmm. that's a huge, huge part of this. Um, I was actually talking to someone not that long ago and their local team has stayed together years after 
a live event was there. And they have continued to plan. They've invited other opportunities to their city. I just think that is so, so cool. It it shows you what can happen when a group of women get together Mm -hmm. and they are passionate about sharing God's word and they catch a vision for what's possible. And they don't see it as just one day or one weekend. They see it as a way to keep serving their church or to keep impacting their city. And we have watched that happen multiple times. And to me, that's just a really, really cool element of this whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And how would somebody become part of the street team? Ooh, that is a great question. Um, if they're listening to this from Louisville. Yeah, yes, we want you. We want you. <laughs> um, there's, there's a couple different ways. Let me just think about what would be the easiest and fastest way to do this. Okay. I might do a little pop. And we can, we can put a link in the show notes as okay. well. Oh, um, you know what? Then that's what we'll do. do. So we have an interest form that's already created. Okay. And it's so actually, it's for any city that we're going to. It has a drop down menu and you can choose mm-hmm. which event you would like more information on. And it asks you a few different questions. It doesn't have to be the street team, although we would love that. <laughs> it could also yes. be that you would like to volunteer the day of. Or Mm -hmm. it could also be that you would like to join something called the Lifeway Women Insiders Network, which is where you get a chance to be part of a group that's hearing about more details and prayer requests and getting a chance to be part of sort of a community. And so it gives you those three choices. And I actually think there's a fourth where it's like, I'm not really sure what information I would like. Tell me more. And then one of our very (laughs) lovely specialists gets in touch with you and emails you and sends you the details and lets you know more about it. So I'm so glad you asked that. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I'm looking at the website, um, Elizabeth, and Uh let's just say if you're going, whatever city you're going to, you can go to that city's detail page and there's a button on there that says, get involved. There you go. Just click on that, get involved button. And it should take you to, you know, it says, get involved. There's a button there, join the insiders group. There's church promotional tools. So lots of information there on the web. But I can also, we can also take that exact same link. It's on every city's page, but we could also, if you wanted to, we could drop it into the notes and that would be a really easy yes, way for people yeah. to click on that as well. But it's, it would, they would both take we you to the same that. place. I just want to clarify that. Yes. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay, Wendy, this is the March podcast. So it is time for us to ask you the question we ask okay. everybody. What is one thing, and maybe it's event specific for you, what is one thing that has marked you in your walk with Christ? Okay. I was thinking a little bit about this question and I did sort of tie it into events since that's, you know, what we were talking about today. Um, because I am, I mean, I want to say I I am a Bible study girl and I am a big believer in Bible study groups and they have changed my life over the past 20 years or so. But I also think there's just something really unique and really special about an event. It's a one-time thing. Mm -hmm. It is so often a spiritual marker in my life. And I think it is in other people's lives as well. I still have all my notes from, I think, almost every event I have ever been to. And I still have just like really clear memories of, for example, the very first one that I took my daughter to, or the one that was a road trip that was super fun with a bunch of friends. Or I have really clear memories about one where the teaching was out of Isaiah 43. And that passage just leapt off the page for me personally, simply because of what I was going through at the time. And I think other people could probably say the same thing about events that they've been to and just the way that God has used them in their lives. But even more than that, for me, um, what has marked me the most 
are the events that I've actually been directly involved in behind the scenes and being on a planning team, getting ready for the event, praying for the event, the people that you get to meet, the people that God puts in your path, um, the way that he answers prayer, the way that we have seen him work out a situation that seemed impossible to us, um, the doors that you see opened, the lives that you see changed. That to me is probably how events have marked me more than anything else. Just the feeling of of having, um, and it's a privilege, of, of having just like even the tiniest part of what it is that God is doing and that he actually uses us, that he actually works through us in some way in his kingdom purposes. He does not have to do that, but he does. That is something that I hope I never get over. And that is something that I'm just incredibly grateful for. Yeah. Yes. I think that's so good. Yeah. I, I do think that, I mean, when I look at, at my life too, just, you can, there are markers in, of events that you can go back to and you can think, uh, you know, even as a teenager, you think about camps mm-hmm. and those are events like how the Lord met with you. And so, hey, some of our women's events, it's just like camp for exactly. big girls, you know, exactly. <laughs> there's something about you going away, going, even if you didn't go away from home, like, but even if you just set the day aside and yes. met with God, wherever that is. There's just something unique about that. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Absolutely. Well, Wendy, we love that you are part of our events. We love that you're our favorite Canadian ever. And so we. I'm the, we I'm the only Canadian be- that you know, aren't I? <laughs> no. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. But we love, we love you so much. And um, we do want to encourage our listeners if you have not gone to an event in a long time, or maybe you have just, you know, you want to check out one of the events that you've never been to or return back to an event, um, go to lifewood.com. You'll find all the links in the show notes as well to all of our events. And uh, we want to encourage you and we hope to see you at one of the events, right? We absolutely do. Come if I'm come and say hi. I'm I'm usually running around yeah. or I'm usually helping out with some of the volunteers that that help that come to the events and getting them ready before it starts. But it's super fun when somebody comes up and says hi or we've met somewhere else or we've met on the insiders network. It's really, really cool when that happens. So we hope to see yeah. you. We would love you, to see you there. If you hear someone saying sorry, you can Yes. Yes. Sorry. Or if you Sorry. hear like A, be like, oh, maybe that's her. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I heard you oh, on the Mark oh, podcast. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, listeners. Well, thank you so much for joining us again this week. And come back next week and we'll talk about another new and fun subject. We'll see you later. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heineman. Use the hashtag Marked Podcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifewayWomen.com slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time. Home should be a place where we feel at peace, where we can be ourselves, where we feel loved. For a lot of us, though, home is a place of heartache, hurt, 
and loneliness. As believers, Christ promises us an eternal home. But what does that actually look like? And how do we deal with our current homesickness? I recently wrote a Bible study called Come Home for Women, and I'm so excited that Come Home will also be available for teen girls. It's perfect for small groups, helps girls answer important questions, and gives us a richer understanding of what kind of home God's building for us. The release date for Come Home for teen girls is August 1st, but you can pre-order it now at lifeway.com slash come home. Don't miss out on this opportunity to help girls belong and be loved. Again, you can pre-order it today at lifeway.com slash come home.